Welcome to the AF Mentors podcast. This is for coaches who care about impact and are ready to be pushed outside their comfort zone and into growth. You can find out more about AF Mentors at afmentors.com. Hello and welcome to the AF Mentors podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, Lucy. Thank you so much for your time. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm great, thanks. We were just talking off air how long (laughs) we've been working together and you were saying it was about a year since you first got in contact. Can you remember like why you did and what your goals were back then? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Like thinking back to even just what's been like achieved in a year. But on that, was... actually, before I let you continue, just so <laughs> as I mean to go on, just interrupting the whole time. But I think that's such a useful thing to do for like everyone listening, especially as a coach. Like sometimes you can think like, oh, you know, I've not made that much progress. But sometimes even if you look back only a year and you're like, if you a year ago like if you were telling yourself oh, this is where you'll be you'd be like oh I'd bite your hand off for that and then you might be annoyed that I don't know you didn't get any signups this week and you're like yes. in perspective yeah it's so true because I actually went back in before this podcast I went back and I looked at an email I'd sent you when I finished coaching with you the first time and I put in it that I've started a podcast and I'm now eight episodes in and um and I've just hit like my 60th episode and I was like oh my god like I was so proud of those eight episodes and now I'm on 60 like amazing yeah that's so good um when you first um contacted me where were you and what what was sort of the goal then so when I first contacted you, I had been about two years into coaching one-to-one online um, and I was at like full capacity, um, but almost probably to a point that it was like too much, um, you know, like I was very much like stuck in my business. I wasn't having chance to grow and and because of that I was almost like exhausted I was like I didn't even have the mental capacity to think about how I was going to grow because I was just so focused on like coaching my clients and getting done what needed to get done in order to like keep working I guess um and yeah I think my goals were I I just needed like some guidance in terms of what my next steps were and what was right for me because even that like I I knew like the options to grow but I didn't know what was actually going to be best for me um and then I think like it was very much about as well like having the confidence to do it I think when you've been doing something for so long and you know it's worked because you're it's clearly worked because you're at full capacity like how do you it, you, you need to learn to move away from it and like grow and change and I think it's really hard to do that when you're just on your own and it's literally just you and you're really comfortable with the way things are going yeah it's even just bouncing ideas off other people seeing what other people have done figuring out your vision where you want it to go but it is quite scary because you're also like yeah. well if I change something and it doesn't work then I can lose what I already have which is really great and then you have this almost like social pressure of most people or like society kind of tells you 
if you're doing well, just be happy that you're doing well. Don't reach mm. more. It's almost like, well, you should be happy because you're doing well and other people would be happy. So you should be happy. And it's not, and, and also that point is kind of mute anyway. So it's like, it's not that you weren't happy. It's just that yeah. you want to grow. You want to help more people. You want to build your business. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I was happy, but I know it sounds weird. I was also bored. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I'd been at full capacity for about a year. And so I was just literally felt like I was going through the motions. And like, it was amazing that I was there. And I was obviously grateful that I was at that point. But what what next? I just carry on like that for forever full capacity for you sorry I don't know why I've gone blurry remind me again that was like 60 clients or something wasn't it yeah it was about 60 which is you know a lot to deal with and I actually spoke I met up with Grace on the weekend um Mm. and she was talking about this like I think a lot of coaches get stuck almost going between like being at full capacity then realizing it's not that great to be there because like you say you don't have space to work on your business you're just in it time then kind of reducing your numbers and being like oh I should push to get back up to that but then you get back up to that and then you don't have time to market to build to actually do lead gen so sometimes organically people then like fall back down a little bit and then they're oh no I've got time to market and then they market again and then they get back and you're kind of stuck in this little cycle of yeah it's a cycle yeah so true it's because I was also like well what next I just keep adding more people like I can't do that because <laughs> then again the service then su- um like suffers so then what do you do that what do you do then so yeah that's kind of where I was I was just like in this kind of limbo land where I didn't know what was next and I just needed your expert advice <laughs> and I think that's a good point about um like you can be a really great coach at 30 clients, 40 clients, 50 clients, maybe even 60 clients. But I would say, you know, at some point, and that's going to be slightly different for everybody. And it depends on like you were doing this full time and mm. you know, and other people might not be able to do that many clients. So it's not like there's a specific number for this, but there will come a point where your coaching quality drops. And like, I certainly did that with my own business. I was like, yeah, more and more and more and more. And then there was definitely a point where I was like, I'm burnt out. I don't love it as much as I used to love it. And that, for sure, my coaching quality is dropping. Like nobody can do 30 clients back, like back to back, 30 check-ins back to back and still have the same quality at that last check-in as the first. Nobody can do that, right? Like it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Then you've got to think, right, well, if I want to keep this quality up and actually your reputation as a business and as a brand and as a coach, like is worth, way more than having like five ten extra clients so then you've got to think right if I want to help people how do I do that and one of the reasons I want to get you on is because we tried a few things and I'm gonna say they didn't work they did they did actually work right yeah (laughs) but it didn't actually really fit with like how you wanted to coach people and I thought this was quite a nice lesson because it it's some for some people and this is one of the reasons I'm so proud of what you've done but some people will be like well you know because like it did work so I'll just continue doing this even though it doesn't feel quite right and it's not really what I want to build and it's not really what I love and it's not really how I like to coach mm. so what we did and you you can kind of like take it from here but we tried a group coaching model right yeah yeah so I think I came to you and we went through the different options as to what how I could move forward and we decided that 
we would give group coaching a try because I think obviously that I think that is quite a natural next step when you're already doing one-to-one and you want to impact and help more people so that's kind of where I was at I was like I'll give group coaching a try but I do remember before our first call I did like my values the values exercise where I had to sit and think about my values and one of my values was like relationships and like that personal connection and I do remember you saying to me in my first call um like if one of your values is is personal connection like you might not group might not be where you want to go and I was like well I think let's just give it a try because I think sometimes things feel uncomfortable, but it doesn't necessarily mean like you shouldn't do it. And you, you, I've learned so much from doing it. And I think, yeah, like that more than anything, that's taught me, it taught me how I like to coach. So I wasn't necessarily like one of my values was relationships. Yes, but, and it still is, but equally, unless I tried group, I wouldn't have known it wasn't for me. And so, yeah, we basically went down a group coaching route and I did my first launch and it was successful, but I just wasn't getting that, like the love still wasn't there. Like, I don't know, something just wasn't sitting right. On paper, it all looked like it was really going well, but like in the back of my mind, I just, I didn't have that love for it that I had had previously, perhaps when I was at like 31 to one clients, for example. Yeah, and I think that's quite interesting because in some way you have to compromise that, right? So yeah, not to give away the ending, but now you've got an, like another coach who works for you. So obviously yeah. with her clients, you don't have that personal connection, yeah. but they're still getting that personal connection. And I think that's what's like unique about the way that you coach and the way that you want to continue to coach is like you have this very strong connection with your clients. Like that is the crux of one-to-one coaching right yeah and I thought this was a good example because like you say most people do go down the group coaching route which obviously I'm a huge advocate of like I love group coaching I think I'm better at coaching in groups than I am one-to-one and there are huge benefits to group coaching but then there are also huge benefits to -to one-to-one coaching and this is where I think it's important to be like be unique be different like I'm not doing that I'm not doing the six-week program that everybody's doing I'm not doing a group coaching launch actually what this is and always will be is one-to-one coaching now you've had to give up or like compromise in some ways of like obviously there's only so many people that you can work one-to-one with yeah (laughs) so then you've got to think well if I want to build this business like how do I do that and Mm. you managed to find a freaking awesome coach I did so how did that (laughs) um did you say how did that go yeah like how did that process go um so um I just want to touch on that bit that you said quickly about the group coaching versus one-to-one I do think that like both options are great but it's kind of goes back to what you were saying about like energy and how you want to show up and like my energy for group coaching just wasn't there so it's not necessarily that like either one is a better option it's how if it's a better option for you and how you're going to show up and I just knew I wasn't showing up how I normally would with the group coaching I almost just didn't believe in it myself personally and then that had a knock-on effect on how I then like marketed it and that's when I decided to go down like the one-to-one route and yeah so that process in answer to that question um well I basically 
I think I did a bit of the like vicious. I did change a couple of things in terms of like going from group back to fully one to one, but I, I changed my structure around so it was slightly easier um, to manage that many people. But then again, I reached that ceiling. So I was like, okay, now what? So then I was like, I'm going to come. I came back to you again. And, and I knew that that's people. a really interesting point. If you, because what most people find is like people, some people need one-to-one weekly check-ins in depth video call you know whatever or they they need it or they want it fine yeah. there are a lot of people who do that for three months six months and then they're really kind of going now they still want the coaching but you know those calls kind of turn into like catch-up chats and there's not as much actual coaching going on and then that's essentially one of the changes we made right is that there's like still one-to-one but a less frequent touch points yeah yeah so I now have like two options like a premium option and a standard option and depending on what level of support you feel you need like will we depend on what option you go for um and for me that worked well because it meant that I could work with a high amount of people without jeopardizing like the service but equally it was different to how I did it before and then I was really happy with that set up and that structure and I was like okay now how do I grow from here and for me that obvious next step was then having another coach yeah um, it can be really scary right because when you've built your own business like it's your baby and it's your reputation this is one of the things I think is hardest about taking on a coach no matter how good they are when there's a complaint and as like a business owner like this is you know this is why it's fair that you take a cut from that coach right because as a business owner it's you like if there's a problem with one of the check-ins on commit to six it's not my coach's problem it's mine it's my business it's my reputation if someone does commit to six it's like I thought it was crap my check-in response wasn't good like that's on me not my coach like it's my reputation so it's quite a scary thing Mm. take on a coach definitely and when you're a business owner anyway you are used to being everybody in your business so to then suddenly give something to somebody else it's like oh god is is it like I don't know I remember in one of the masterminds like Haley said to me something about um I know it's easy to think it always needs to be you but trust me like people don't care that much <laughs> Uh, it's a tough truth and I remember this for me I was like oh god like well you know this was when I when I like gave over all the commit to six check-ins and I was like I can't do these but like you know I need to get the coaches on to do them and I thought no everyone's gonna leave no yeah and you know what they get better check-ins because those coaches like I pay them to do that job they have that time that's what their sole focus is whereas I'm obviously busy doing too many things and they wouldn't they wouldn't get as good coaching from me like yeah. just, and it's it's accepting that and like being like oh, I'm not actually the best coach for everyone at that level of capacity and yeah. better service doing this and like Haley's totally right yeah and I think it it's like a winner all round because the people that don't work with you get a great service like you now have more like mental capacity to deal with the clients that you do have and you also get that side of the business. You've now have time to work on the side of the business that's not just in it, but like the stuff around it, the marketing and all like the creative stuff, which I genuinely really love 
mm-hmm. doing and like when I was at full capacity and I wasn't able to do that like that almost took away a bit of love for it yeah and I think too much of anything like I love the first like five check-ins that I do mm. 10 but then like and for me after that I'm like I didn't love this anymore yeah yeah and I think that's something I've actually got from working with you as well is like actually trying to understand what my day I want my day to look like even just like the other week we changed up how many check-ins I did in one day and like how because I used to have just one day where I spent like on the business and then everything else was in the business and now I make sure I spend like every day on the business and that just makes me feel I always look forward to that because it's that change in the day it's not just like the same thing all day I think and it seems like such an obvious thing when you say it but I think a lot of you do that right Monday's check-in day and then Tuesday I do all my social media content you're like you're not going to enjoy enjoy Monday or Tuesday whereas if you did half of Monday doing check-ins you'd be like I fucking love these and then you'd be inspired to probably write some content in the afternoon yeah and then if you do the same on Tuesday you'd like I think this is like energy management as well and yes that's the word (laughs) I've I've like noticed from like when I first started using Google Calendar to now like this is a good exercise to do is to kind of block out what you think your week is going to look like right so I used to put in like these like four hour work blocks Mm -hmm. but I like and I'd force myself to go back and be like if, if I didn't work four hours I'd have to change it right so I'd look back on my week and be like huh turns out you can't work non-stop for four hours and actually you do need a lunch break or like you do need to put in a walk or some exercise or split these things up a little bit so I think often we look at like time blocking and we're like oh cool that time can be used for this and we don't think how much energy we actually have to do that how much creativity like can you write non-stop for four hours like no yeah no like those Wednesdays I used to have working on my business I think you said it yourself like you there's only so much you're going to actually come up with on that Wednesday and it's so true like and if you don't feel inspired on that Wednesday you're kind of just sat there like well, what do I do now <laughs> yeah it's content day and I have no inspiration and I just really don't feel like it whereas if you have one afternoon where you feel like that you're like cool I'll try and get more done another afternoon yeah, yeah. sorry we've digressed but <laughs> we have right so you were talking about um taking on your first coach yeah so um yeah it was scary and I was like you know is this gonna work and it is really hard to give up that um sense of control as such but yeah I was really lucky enough to find the right person and ultimately I think that's what it comes down to is trying to find somebody that you trust enough that is going to have like the right the similar or the same values um but equally going to bring something different. And it's about striking that balance. Because I remember saying to you, like, do I look for like another version of me? Or do I look for someone that can bring something different? But if they bring something different, they still need to have the same approach or the same values and ethos to like fat loss as I do, you know? Yeah. And actually, that was one of the questions we had on the question box was like, basically, how do you choose a coach or like, what should you be looking for? And what's quite hard is that you do want someone that brings something different, but not too different, right? Like, so as an example, like a lot of my content is about menopausal women or like a lot of my clients are menopausal women. So actually it's quite hard having a male coach because rightly or wrongly, like 
it's harder to yeah. get because a woman to work with a male coach. Now you still want someone that brings something different that has like their own unique standpoint or just like has their own experiences and it's going to challenge you and share you and you have like, you know, good discussions with and you learn from each other. I think that's really important. Mm. But they probably do need to be like, you know, if your messaging is all towards like most of your clients are female, right? Yeah, yeah. All it would have been are. quite hard for you, like just as a really obvious example, to have like a male coach who coaches men. Because yeah. you'd be like, oh, well, I've got to try and now attract men as well. Yeah. I think there is like, you, you want someone with the same niche, but then it's always like great if someone can bring a little bit of something different or they have a different background and has a different spin on things. But like you're saying, the key is like same values, right? Like same way of coaching. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I was lucky enough to find Laura, who I actually trained with as a, like we both did our PT course together anyway. So I already knew like we'd been trained in a similar way. Um, And obviously she has watched Lyft grow into what it is over the last few years. So I was quite lucky in that respect. But like for me, she bought like a different just a bit more expertise I think in certain areas so like she's a mum of two I I don't have kids like and for me like I have a lot of clients that have kids and now she can bring that element we still have the same approach to fat loss but she can just relate to their struggles maybe a bit more than what I could and vice versa you know so we can it's about finding someone I think that compliments you um I don't personally for me it wasn't finding like a, a a clone of me but it was about finding someone that could add add to the business and complement it yeah agreed I and actually sometimes so I've been lucky enough that I've like kind of headhunted all of my coaches as mm-hmm. in like whether they know it or not like I was looking for a little while and then I was like actually yeah do you know what this person now most of them so Andy I've just known forever like 10 years if not more god I forget how old we are now and um Shona and Catherine both were on commit to six and I think and then like worked with me one-to-one before that right and I think that is quite useful a lot of the time so if you've got like an ex-client who's also a PT they're quite good because one they're bought into you they love your methods you know they've worked with you before they know even just the insight of having been a client one of the reasons that um, Kimberly my VA is so incredibly good is because she's fully invested and fully interested because she was a client of mine for years before she was a VA and oh then, really yeah so like she knew my system she knew me she knew my language you know she listens to the podcast because she likes the podcast you know like not because she's paid to do that so I think having someone who's like that invested that interested and it actually lucky for me like is my target audience so I run yeah. a lot of stuff by her and I'm like what what if I did this and she's like mm, I don't think people would like that and she, or she'd be like I wouldn't like that and I'm like okay mm-hmm. you're you're essentially my audience so it's like useful to have that yeah um, I think with coaches like sometimes that is quite useful um oh definitely like if I had some of my clients that like some of my clients are like oh I just wish I had my PT course and they would have been perfect if they just weren't qualified yeah <laughs> And maybe one day, I'm sure there'll be other yeah other coaches. So, I mean, that's the kind of next thing for you as well, isn't it? To take on another coach. Yeah. So now I've I've done 
the like in, in a way I feel like I've done the hardest part which is like that first step and like finding my feet with what that looks like and how I let go of that control and all of that so now yeah my next step is I want more coaches like I want to keep growing and it actually hasn't been as scary or as weird as I thought I've kind of like leaned into the process a lot easier than what I thought I was going to and that's just inspired me to keep going like now I feel like I can see things for my business that I wasn't even able to like wasn't able to even see before which is exciting yeah and then your role kind of changes as well from just being a coach to also being like a bit of a manager and I say a bit because like most the ways that most people take on coaches is relatively self-employed right yeah so they are relatively self-sufficient but like the more you help them the more you help them grow the more you like mentor them to an extent like the better your business is the better their business is um so that's interesting that you your role will kind of change as well into like you'll have a little team of coaches that yeah and like before I was a coach I did work in like different managerial positions in like corporate companies so and like the one thing I loved about that which was transferable to coaching was like the development of people and like watching them grow within within their roles and yeah the training side of it and so that kind of transferred to coaching but now I've almost get to go back to that and do it within like with my coaches or my coach but eventually my coaches yeah love that um okay then the other thing that you kind of had to change a little bit was like and this is a shift I see when any coaches take on coaches you kind of went from like you to a brand Mm -hmm. and how was that shift I actually think yours went extremely well it was really seamless and other thing I wanted you to touch on is you kind of did a bit of a launch for this new coach and I think that went I mean, it went way better than we expected. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that's that's it. Right? Um, yeah, so just to give people an I idea, think I think I tripled like, my goal. Like, my yeah, what did you say? Numbers. Maybe you wanted five or something. Yeah, five. And we ended up on 15, which yeah. is, we wanted to do a bit of a soft launch initially yeah. like, while she found her thing. In, and then it's like, bam, there's 15. <laughs> and then I said to her, by the way, we've got all these people. She was like, don't turn away the business. <laughs> Yeah, so that's when you know she. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, talk me through kind of how you did that. Um, oh, this is a tough one. I don't know. It's hard, isn't it, when you kind of have just done it and then you're like, "What did I actually do?" Um, so yeah, that was a launch period. I very much, for example, like I had to change my name of my business. So it was Lift by Lucy Victoria before, and now. And that, but that was very much about me. And I knew if I had to grow, it had to become beyond me and not really be about me anymore. It needed to be about the values and the way I, the way I coach the lift way as such. So, um, yeah, I changed my name and I've kind of like created the excitement around it. Like, I think that's something that's really important is like, I was showing people behind the scenes, like I was doing little teasers on Instagram, like, oh, I'm up with the new coach today, but not telling people who it was, you know? And again, just creating that like buzz and it gets people invested, it gets people interested and also just like making them part of the journey. Because I think 
that's been a massive thing for me just in my business in general is showing people me and like the things that are going on in the background it's not just like oh today I decided to take on a coach and tomorrow I'm going to post it on Instagram and expect people to sign up like there's a lot that goes into like the lead up of it and getting people invested in it um oh I think that's such a good point and true for kind of like any launch and anything is to an extent how much you hype it up right yeah like, it's your energy like, yeah, like oh it's so much your energy and you can make anything sound stupid or you can make anything sound like the best thing in the world and like, the example I always give for this is you can be like oh yeah football is just a load of men chasing around a sack of air and you're like <laughs> yeah that that is what football is like bit fucking weird that everyone's so excited about it or you can be like it's this multi-billion pound like incredible sporting that you know like that every kid plays that is so like integral to like loads of cultures and has been around for hundreds of years and blah blah, blah. like but you could also dumb it down to the most stupid thing ever right so and a lot of coaches do this whether they notice it or not they're like oh what's your online coaching about like oh it's uh this I write your workouts you get a meal plan and then I'll check in with you over email and it's like that sounds like fucking shit or you can be like I've spent the last 10 years gathering the best information, looking at like the best ways of changing people's behaviors, figuring out what works for people, figuring out what doesn't work for people. And I've packaged that up to be the end of yo-yo dieting. This is what it is. Like one of those sounds fucking shit. And the other one sounds pretty fucking good, I think. Right. Yeah. It, it might be the same thing as in like, they're still going to get weekly check-ins. They're still going to get this, this, and they're still going to get some workout plans. But how you talk about it, your energy and the fact that like you believe in it, mm. that's what sells. Yeah. And I think that for me is like why it was so important that I made that switch because from group to one to one, because I showed up so much better. Like for me, when you asked me that question, I was like, I actually don't know what I did because it's almost like natural because I was just myself and I just did what I like shared the exciting things and I yeah I just I just was like truly me whereas I think when you're trying to do something that maybe isn't sitting right with you you're overthinking it and it feels hard and you overthink your content and then you don't end up putting anything out and then wonder why no one signed up you know but when you are doing something that you truly believe in like you're truly passionate about it just will show and as long as you are willing to do the work and you show up, like that's how you will then grow and people will buy into your business. That is gold. And it's it's kind of exactly how I felt about the last Commit to Six launch. And I did that would be the podcast before this, probably talking about like how I knew I had to pull it out of the bag and what would be different. And I took half a day to just remind myself why I created the program, who it's for, the impact I want to have, like get really engaged in it again. And then it was like, the rest of the week with like selling it was like nothing I was like this is I love yeah. talking about this this is why I do what I do I'm so passionate about it and it just like oozes out of you but it's quite yeah. easy to get bogged down and forget that stuff and start like focusing on oh we've got this app and like it and like almost like the minutia of it instead of right but what's it about what what's the impact on people mm. and why do you do what you do and when you get realigned with that it's like selling is so easy and I know this all sounds like kind of like law of attraction which yeah. is it but it's so true it's true it's harder to conceptualize because it's not tangible it's not like 
post this amount of times on social media and use a reel and then a carousel and then da, 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 da. it's like show up with fucking great energy yeah and it looks different for everyone right but like that and it's it's hard but that that's actually what gets the result yeah and I think like the thing I would say about taking on a coach is like I mentioned obviously it was scary it was uncomfortable it doesn't mean like showing up with great energy and like and doesn't mean that the whole process is going to be easy and you don't going to have to put in the work and it's just going to happen for you because you're in a good mood about it and you believe in it like it still felt scary I was still had moments where I was like I don't know if this is gonna work like but you just have to do it anyway like and like I think it just goes back to what I said about just because something's uncomfortable it doesn't mean you you shouldn't do it but equally you do have to have that deep down belief that it, it is gonna work and you can you can do this you know you're in a position enough to take on a coach in the first place so you've got to have that self-confidence that you can take it to that next level yeah and I think the coolest thing is taking on a coach is really where your business becomes a business right I read this quote once and it hit me really hard because I was like I don't know if I really have that much of a business right so the quote was something like if you leave your business and it doesn't run you don't have a business you've made yourself a job Mm. like that's so true like I've made myself numerous jobs right and and like I mean I've got coaches and I've got mentors on AFM so like there are certain elements where essentially it does work as a business but a large part of it is is a job and I've not outsourced it that well yet I will at some point but like (laughs) there's there's stages to it but I think that's one of the first steps is like okay now you've got a coach like god forbid right but like say you got sick or unwell or something you're actually still me while without doing anything really like sure yeah. you're probably the funnel right so like you stop marketing people stop coming in she's not going to have as many clients but even like just an example of like being away on holiday and yeah, yeah you've still got your clients but like say you didn't you're still actually making money while you're not actively yeah. doing your business and I think that's when you start to build a business as opposed to just like having a job yeah and I think a big actually that's reminded me a big part of it for me is eventually I do want to have a family I do want to like do all the things I would do have some time off when I have a baby that kind of thing that's not the only reason I wanted to do it but I when you are self-employed you don't get like maternity leave you you and I've, I've just worked like three years for this business that wouldn't go down the pan if I, w- I had a baby but equally you need to have things in place that mean that it can keep running if that does happen one day in the future you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely right I'm gonna go to the question box and see what we have okay Oh, now my phone's not loading. Great. Oh. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> okay, so we did ba- we did like what to look for in a coach, I think. Um currently have a 12-week program with weekly check-ins. I'm struggling on how to scale. Um, I guess one thing could be considering the kind of model that like both we use on AFM and that Lucy uses now although you are like you'll take people on 
straight onto standard yeah yeah. so like with AFM when you join up you'll do one-to-one mentoring now you can stay on that for as long as you want but it's a three-month minimum and then you can move into the group and basically that's so we can get to know you get to know your business make any changes we need to make and then a lot of that afterwards is like compounding those things right yeah and it's kind of similar with like your clients like if they're very new then you need to probably check in with them more often they need a bit more support at the start and then once things are going it's actually like maybe you have a kind of continuation program that's has less touch points um and I think that really helps with lifetime value of clients as well um because they'll end up staying longer I also think they'll get significantly better results and if you know like most of us work with fat loss right not everybody but a lot of people but whether it's fat loss or building muscle or relationship with food or anything it all takes time like it's not going to be they're not going to be done in 12 weeks and actually the biggest thing is maintenance like can you maintain the results that you've got right so you really want people to stay on so you can help them with that but are they going to stay on at the price of one-to-one when they actually don't need the one-to-one support anymore or or more to the point like the frequent touch points anymore maybe not as many check-ins um that might be something to consider and I think works really well both from a business model perspective and from your clients getting really good results yeah I also think as well like from a budget perspective so some people are hesitant about making that like initial investment maybe in say for example if someone signed up to me on my premium service and it was maybe a little bit out of their budget or what they feel comfortable with spending like it you know that having that model is like it's the investment is for a short period of time and then you can drop down to maybe something that's a bit more comfortable um but I think it it in having two options enables people to like invest perhaps like have the confidence to invest because they know that that outgoing is only going to be for a short period of time um and And they buy into you yeah and I think most people understand that when you explain it okay so I'm going to be here to make sure to kind of hold your hand a bit at the start make sure you understand everything make sure we can go over things make sure you've got time to ask any questions that you have and really do the tough part which is like forming these habits and changing these behaviors then once you've got the ball rolling then you won't need to talk to me as much. So I'm not going to charge you as much for that because you probably won't need as much support. Then you can move on to this model. Yeah. And that works pretty well. Um, okay. Can you grow a business on one platform only, i.e. Instagram? Thanks in advance. Yes. yes. You, you build all, <laughs> all your business from Instagram, don't you? Yeah. So I have only released, like I only started the podcast in the last year, but before that like I launched my business from Instagram if Instagram didn't exist like my business wouldn't exist (laughs) well it wouldn't have initially um it's funny like I've said this a couple of times and it probably feels like I'm throwing shade at email lists and I'm not I actually freaking I am a massive fan of Substack now I love writing on it yeah you were so against emails and then now you're like (laughs) ah do you know what I was never against them I just think a lot of the rationale for them didn't make any sense it was like well, what if you lost your um, yeah. your Instagram? And I'm like, then we'd all be fucked. Like, there's nothing <laughs> to do about it. Like, we would be, like, it's one thing having an email list, but I'm like, cool, I've got I've got a massive email list with, like, the EC method, ESG fitness stuff, commit to six stuff, EIQ, AFM stuff. Like, I've got a really big email list. 
it still wouldn't help me if my Instagram went like yeah. nobody like people don't like emails yeah sent out an email being like guys I lost my Instagram refollow me uh, good luck on the click over like if you get like a watch then <laughs> you're like oh great like it's yeah Substack slightly better but it's really like that's more like articles um yeah. anyway I just find that notion interesting but yes you can absolutely build a business off one platform and in some ways it's better to do that and realistically like I don't even see the podcast as it I see the podcast for you as like a downstream funnel of your Instagram same with me right like it's very rare that someone only finds me from the podcast it's that they followed yeah. me on Instagram then they listen to the podcast now they're more likely to buy right so yeah, it's so coming from Instagram yeah I think it's really easy to get distracted by people saying TikTok's where you need to be or Facebook's where you need to be and don't get me wrong I think it's wherever your your client or the, the people that you work with probably spend their most time for me it's Instagram so I would rather do Instagram do it well give my energy on focusing on posting on that like as regularly as I, as I can than be doing like mediocre stuff across five or six platforms that but I think it I have gone through phases where I'm like should I be on TikTok or should I do that but you should like in my eyes I've I've done well from being consistent on one on Mm. one platform and that doesn't mean it doesn't come with its ups and down up and down days but ultimately yeah like you definitely can grow on one platform and I think don't get distracted by people saying that you can't because you can yeah I think especially if you're starting out and you're like I'm gonna try and do and like you say you end up doing like five different platforms pretty poorly because actually if you want to create good TikTok content you need to create content for TikTok if you want to create good Instagram content it needs to be for Instagram in the way that Instagram wants it right and you can't just post the same stuff on different platforms and expect to have for it to work like there's a bit of a crossover with Facebook and Instagram you can kind of get away with that a little bit um you can probably post reels on TikTok and they do all right but you can build on any platform but it's mm-hmm. also converting well it just depends where I would I would know what's working best for you and make sure that that's your priority and then if you want to do other stuff fine but yeah you don't want to be stuck doing like loads of stuff poorly and yeah. then it's cool, but yeah no I, I like couldn't agree more okay um final one and this is more for me maybe I'll answer it another time it says who do you like working with best new coaches or experience um I think probably my skill set is better suited to people looking to scale but I do you know and this is maybe more I don't know if it's an ego thing or I just love it but I love working with new coaches like completely fresh coaches because I love that in five years or three years or two one year whatever like they'll be like oh Emma got me my first client or like well I didn't they did but like Emma helped me get my first client or Emma helped me start I'm like that's cool that they'll be like think back about about that I guess it's true at any stage in your journey but I think it's especially like you really remember who helped you right at the start yeah love that and I love seeing like good coaches do well but I love seeing good coaches do well at any stage yeah and they say you should always 
like maybe you said like you said your skill set's like better for people that um are already like maybe scaled for me it was about finding mentor that was like already one step ahead of where I wanted to be and like finding that mentor like inspirational and see and being able to see that somebody else has has done it so yeah don't know just want to add that <laughs> thanks I think that is generally the tip that most of you know like find someone who's a couple of steps ahead of you yeah who's been there done that honestly I would say with mentoring and obviously I'm slightly biased but like who's still doing it still testing it still figuring it out still like you know growing in that area and hasn't just been like oh yeah 10 years ago I used to coach and it's like the industry moves online coaching has moved so quickly especially in the last couple of years like with COVID and stuff if you've not been a coach for a couple of years like what you knew then is not Mm. that relevant to what's going on now and obviously some of the fundamentals stay the same but yeah I think it's it's useful to have someone that's like still doing this stuff yeah I couldn't agree more all right well thank you so much for your time is there anything um that you feel like we missed or that would be useful for people to know just to sign up to AFM (laughs) oh thanks um no I was just gonna say like I kind of prepped for the question of like what would you say to people that were signing up for AFM oh yeah go go for it I'm gonna end it on that um I think like for me signing up to a mentor was like the difference between like thinking about doing it and planning my ideas and writing them down and then all being you know another way of procrastinating and then actually doing it and putting it into action um and I do genuinely believe like whatever stage you choose to sign up like you will get so much value out of it I didn't know that like mentors existed as such when I started up my coaching business but if I did like I would have 100% signed up because I would have got to this point way quicker than what I would have before um so yeah just you like if anybody is out there like listen to this thinking like they want to like do I sign up like don't I like do it you've got nothing you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain what so what a dream <laughs> testimonial <laughs> well if you are now inspired to sign up head over to afmentals.com fill in the application form <clears throat> and I will email you we can book in a call and why is my thing gone all blurry again and then we can see if we're a good fit but thank you again for your time and mad impressed with how well this launch went as well thank you and thank you for having me it's been fab bye see you later